A to-do list helps you define what you would like to get done or what to work on and towards. And that's as far as it goes in terms of being helpful. So by all means, keep a to-do list. Just please don't expect the list to be the answer to how to get things done. Welcome to Inside the Comfort Zone. You're listening to the podcast that redefines personal and professional development and talks about stress-free performance and helping you live your best life with more ease. And my name is Adam Kowalik. It's a familiar scene. You spend the morning making a detailed to-do list with every tiny task that you need to get done. Then you spend the rest of the day checking them off. You tally up all the items on the list only to realize you still weren't able to get everything done. The idea of a to-do list is a popular one, but it doesn't always guarantee your productivity. It's easy to organize the day into tasks on paper or digitally, but the real work involves actually doing the work of getting things done. To-do lists are popular for several reasons. They provide a sense of control. They reduce stress. They help you organize. They can serve as a reminder. And they can provide a sense of accomplishment. Productivity gurus and creators of to-do list applications strongly emphasize that in order to be productive, it is important to make a comprehensive list of your tasks. And overall, to-do lists can be useful tools for many people. However, how they are being used is very crucial to the success of the to-do list. Far too often, our to-do lists become a major source of stress, distraction, or even loss of enjoyment and pleasure. To-do lists have their limitations. Most people make a list, then work on the tasks top-down. This isn't necessarily the best approach. Often, the task at the bottom of the list never gets checked off. And this can have a demotivating effect as you will feel like a failure at the end of the day. Or you jump around, picking the most fun or easiest task to work on first, leading to procrastinating on the most important task, making you feel stuck and again demotivated. A to-do list gives you the feeling of getting things done. It feels great to cross things off or even adding stuff on the list making you think that this will help you get it done, and you get to feel like an, a responsible, structured and productive individual. To-do lists can lead you to focus on quick and easy tasks, rather than the more significant work that actually needs to be done. In a study performed by the I Done This Productivity Company, found that most items on to-do lists don't get done and that completed tasks are often done quickly after being added to the list, making the necessity of adding the item in the first place questionable and in some cases might take more time than simply completing it. But hey, it's fine. At least you crossed off three things on your to-do list and you're feeling pretty good about yourself, right? Well, perhaps not. Of course, initially, it felt great to have gotten something done, judging from the crossed-off items on your list. 
but the satisfaction quickly disappears and is replaced by an overwhelming feeling of stress and anxiety over all the remaining items on the list. Unfinished tasks on your to-do list tend to haunt you, making you never feel complete or caught up. It's a constant chase, and there's no end to all the tasks that you must, should, or could do. Incomplete tasks are mentally burdensome, something that the Sigarnik effect explains. People remember uncompleted or interrupted tasks better than completed ones because incomplete tasks create an open loop in the mind and the mind demands closure. Having an ever-growing list of incomplete tasks and open loops will eat up cognitive and emotional bandwidth, leaving you feeling depleted before you even started the day. It's not just the incompletes that will impact you. Thoughts and feelings of musting or shoulding can drain your life of any and all enjoyment in life. Despite having time and space for leisure and pleasure, having a nagging feeling of still having things undone and thinking you should get them done will prevent you from truly being present to enjoy your experience. So the list that was created in order so you could get things done and earn your relaxation is the one thing preventing you from even enjoying the time and space you do have. OMG, what can we do about all this? What to do if not to use to-do lists? My personal and later professional experience with trying to become more productive has given me a great understanding of what could be more helpful in getting things done. You see, I'm a creative artistic person, something few people know about. From the age of six, I knew I wanted to become an actor. It was that, or an FX creator making monsters and other cool effects. And getting my big break at the age of 12 when I landed a big lead role of a popular play in Sweden. My path from there on was pretty much straight and I kept acting, leading theatre ensembles, going to acting school and getting employed at a theatre for regular plays well into my 20s. As an artist, I was a free spirit. I didn't really care as much about structure, linearity or productivity. Art can't be rushed. I didn't even wear a watch and I refused owning a cell phone for as long as I could. Well, until my parents finally bought me one, telling me that I am a grown-up now and a grown-up is expected to be reachable. And then things changed. I had accidentally become a manager working at IKEA, the Swedish furniture company, because I had initially wanted to make some extra money to fund some artistic projects that I was working on. However, as I rose through the ranks of IKEA, having somewhat a rocket career and becoming one of the youngest people to join the senior management team, I had to learn how to get things done in a business environment. Being on time, meeting deadlines and closing open loops. My first productivity system was built using yellow post-it notes and they were everywhere. At one point, my team referred to me as Mr. Post-it. As I got more experience, I started to use calendars and notepads. I'm talking about the paper ones. And finally adopted a tech-heavy solution using smartphones and cloud-based apps and services. My solutions helped me indeed capture everything that I needed to do and to get done. 
and it was also a great source to all my stress and worry. It was a never-ending to-do list, and paired with my overachieving and overworking attitude, I found myself burnt out. Through the years, handling my own personal productivity and supporting clients with theirs, I've discovered some techniques that work better than relying on to-do lists to get things done. A to-do list helps you define what you would like to get done, or what to work on and towards. And that's as far as it goes in terms of being helpful. So by all means, keep a to-do list. Just please don't expect the list to be the answer to how to get things done. To-do lists can be ineffective in getting things done for several reasons. They can be overwhelming. When a to-do list has too many tasks, it might feel overwhelming and hard to understand how your to-do items relate to what is important to you. This will negatively impact your motivation, the cost efficiency, and the results. There's lack of specificity. To-do lists are often vague and unhelpful. The items added to the list sound more like wishes than actual tasks. For example, clean the house is a broad task that can include many subtasks. If the list does not break down the cleaning into smaller, more manageable tasks, the task become a wish not a task to complete. The outcome is unclear. There's lack of flexibility. To-do lists can be too rigid, and people may feel obligated to complete all the tasks on the list even if they're no longer relevant or important. This can lead to a sense of failure and discourage you from utilizing the technique at all. And feeling like a failure before you even started working on the task won't help you get stuff done. There's lack of clarity. To-do lists that aren't clear on how they connect with your bigger picture goal or vision for your life, relationships and work can not only be hard to find the energy to complete, but also be directly sabotaging your chances of getting what you want. In summary, to-do lists can be ineffective in getting things done if they are overwhelming, lacking specificity, flexibility, clarity or are poorly prioritized. Luckily, there are several alternatives to to-do lists that can be helpful in getting things done. Time blocking, for example. Now, time blocking involves scheduling specific blocks of time for tasks and activities. This approach can help people prioritize tasks and focus on completing them within the allocated time frame. It also helps people avoid multitasking and distractions. Creating a schedule is a straightforward process, yet most people don't do it properly. To maximize productivity, psychologists advise setting an implementation intention, which is a fancy way of saying deciding what you'll do and when, also known as planning. Having a schedule increases the chances of success and staying focused as it provides a set amount of time to devote to a previously identified task. According to Parkinson's law, work expands to fill the time available for its completion. In other words, the more time you have to complete a task, the more you tend to procrastinate and take your time to complete it. Parkinson's law suggests that you should set clear and realistic deadlines for yourself to avoid wasting time and getting distracted. 
By giving yourself a limited amount of time to complete a task, you can focus your attention and energy on it and avoid the temptation to procrastinate or get sidetracked by less important tasks. This can help you to be more productive and effective with your time. One of the very common things that clients come to me for is to be held accountable holding them responsible for their goals and actions. Typically, when we leave an employment, having had a boss telling us what to do and by when, once we're on our own, we're struggling with meeting deadlines, simply because we now answer only to ourselves. And when that is the case, who's going to punish us if we fail to do what we said we were going to do? At the same time, don't we all just want to free ourselves from having someone to tell us what to do? Wasn't that the part why we went out on our own? So one of the main things that I teach my clients is to not rely on accountability, but rather adopt and utilize time blocking to show up for the pre-planned blocks of time and types of tasks and give oneself a set amount of time to get it done. This helps them stay focused, make progress consistently over a set period of time without the need of someone looking over their shoulder with a threat of reprimand. And when you predefine your blocks of time and the types of tasks, you will know when you're being distracted. It's when you're not doing the thing you decided to do. And so when it comes to work being done, You can truly enjoy time off without feeling guilty, knowing that you did what you said you were going to do and now is the time for pleasure. Another helpful tactic is to use a priority matrix, one that is called the Eisenhower Decision Matrix. It's a tool that helps people prioritize tasks based on their importance and urgency. It involves categorizing tasks into four quadrants based on how important and how urgent each task is, which can help people focus and complete the most critical task first. In its simplest form, you list out all your tasks and try them against two different criterias. Is the task urgent? Is the task important? And then you place each task in one of four quadrants, Urgent, but not important. Urgent and important. Not urgent, not important. And finally, not urgent, but important. The key here is to focus on and working on tasks that are important, but not urgent. Unfortunately, most people find themselves working on tasks that are placed in the urgent and important quadrant, which is also known as putting out fires or firefighting. Whenever you're spending your time and energy on tasks that are on fire, urgent and important, the cost of the solution tends to go up and the quality of the solution goes down. It's simply not an efficient mode of operations. Yet, it's where most tasks end up. Because as you focus on putting out fires, the tasks that aren't yet urgent, but indeed important, will soon become urgent. Categorizing your tasks in terms of urgency and importance is a great way to make sure you're working on the tasks that deserves your attention. An important note on what I mean by importance, a task 
that is aligned with what you value and with the overall vision you have for your life. More about that shortly. Breaking down your to-dos into outcomes will improve your success rate significantly. How do you eat a half-a-ton award-winning Atlantic giant pumpkin? In pieces, of course. For any task where the outcome isn't clear from the get-go, I recommend that you chunk it down into smaller tasks and then work on those tasks one at a time, just like trying to eat a half-a-ton pumpkin. And if a task can't be broken up into smaller chunks, you can consider setting a time limit on the task, for example, giving yourself 20 minutes to research a topic every day for the next five days, working in tandem with Parkinson's law and time blocking. Defining that outcome is going to help you feel completed and know that it's truly done. It sets you up for success by defining what success looks like. One of my personal favorites when it comes to productivity techniques is the Pomodoro technique, a technique that involves breaking work down into 25-minute intervals with five-minute breaks in between. This approach can help people stay focused, more creative, and avoid burnout while also providing a sense of accomplishment with each completed interval. It promises to refresh your mind and body every 25 minutes. And with a five-minute break, you can engage in some really good-for-you activities like drinking some water, making a cup of tea, stretching, taking a brisk walk, closing your eyes for a short mindful exercise, grabbing a snack, hugging your partner, and so on. You can download Pomodoro apps to your smartphone or your computer, or simply set an alarm that goes off every 25 minutes. To summarize, having had blocked time out on your schedule for certain tasks, having a clear sense of priority, being clear on what the actual outcome is and what the most actionable task is, having chunked it down, and finally, working on it for a focused period of time with regular breaks to rest and restore energy and focus is a most powerful and effective way to get things done. I will say this. Keep your to-do list. It's been shown that the main benefit of having one is that it simply allows you to get an overview of the things you've got going on and can help you plan things out and for actually getting things done. Follow any or all of the ideas in this episode. Truth be told, there's never going to be a place where all you're doing is done and nothing remains. There's always going to be more things to do. Greg McCown, in his powerful book, Essentialism, speaks about three truths for living a life where less is more. First, you must recognize there's always a choice. Secondly, only few things matter in life. And finally, you can do anything, not everything. And I like to use this and work backwards to make it practical. If it's true that you can do anything, not everything, understanding that only a few things matter and then figuring out what those things are, finally using the power of choice to funnel your resources towards it is how you can live a more deliberate, mindful and joyful life. The final piece to help you get things done better 
than any to-do list can is to learn to align your goals and tasks with the overall vision you have for yourself, your relationships, and for the work that you do. These can be called three dimensions of life, your personal life, relationships, and work. Most of what you undertake in life will fit under one of the three dimensions. Either having a clear vision or getting clear on your vision for what success looks like to you in each of the three dimensions is key to living life on your own terms. You want to spend your time on tasks that are making progress towards your vision and your definition of success. Because spending your time on tasks that are random, unspecific or in direct conflict with what you want simply won't take you closer to what you want. The German philosopher Goethe said, If I know how you spend your time, then I know what might become of you. And Annie Dillard wrote, How you spend your day is of course how you spend your life. Spending time doing what you said you were going to do is time spent productively, building momentum towards what you declared was important to you. Just be aware, working on a task that people would label as important or productive could be a distraction or time spent ineffectively if the task wasn't what you intended to actually spend your time doing when you were doing it. I'm inviting you to practice a different approach to getting things done that will help you feel less stressed and overwhelmed and will make you feel more accomplished and maintain consistency towards your vision. Before you begin your day or sit down to work, take a few moments to set an intention for what you want to accomplish. Prioritize mindfully. Rather than trying to do everything on your to-do list, prioritize the tasks that are most important and meaningful to you. Consider which tasks align with your values and long-term goals and focus on those first. Practice one tasking. Instead of trying to multitask or switch between tasks quickly, focus on doing one thing at a time with the help of working in 25-minute intervals. Take breaks mindfully. When you take breaks throughout the day, try to do so mindfully. Step away from your work and take a few deep breaths. Go for a short walk or practice a brief meditation or mindfulness exercise. Finally, years ago, I created a simple acronym to help people remember some of the key principles that I've talked about in this episode. It's as simple as it's powerful, and I call it Own It. When you have a task, own it. O stands for outcome. Get clear on what the outcome is. The W stands for why, prompting you to make sure it aligns with your vision and values. And finally, N stands for next actionable step, chunked down to a task that can be worked on without a sense of confusion or overwhelm. This is how you get to own your tasks. This will help you get things done, leaving you feeling calm, focused and content, helping you make real progress towards what you really want. At least it's helped me get more things done while living my best life with more ease and less stress. I've gotten a lot done and I've come a long way since my early days of organizing yellow sticky notes, becoming depressed, burnt out, drained of all enjoyment from life's important pleasures, 
and so can you. Thanks for listening to Inside the Comfort Zone with me, Adam Kowalik, and I'll be back next week with another regular episode. If you like the show, please follow and rate it on Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think should hear what we spoke about today, please share it with them. The best way to get the episode as soon as possible is to subscribe to Inside the Comfort Zone via Spotify or whatever podcast app you like to use. Check out some of the previous episodes by visiting insidethecomfort.zone. Visit the website insidethecomfort.zone or click the link in the show notes for a chance to send me your questions and feedback as a voice message. And with your permission, if it's valuable for our listeners, your content might be featured in an upcoming episode. Inside the Comfort Zone was brought to you by Adam Kowalik, life coach, speaker and author on a mission to redefine personal and professional development. Thank you for being you. And please keep it up. Talk more soon.